Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Real quick, if you've been enjoying these podcasts, do me a huge favor and just hit me up with a little review or rating at the bottom of the podcast app, if you'd be so kind. Back to it. The next 10 minutes are inspired by Legos and some log rounds in my backyard. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. All three of my boys love Legos. There's there's a lot to be said for building things, and there's a lot to be said for building specific sets of things. But one of the beautiful things about Legos is that you can just get really comfortable with having no idea how something is going to look when you're done and just creating as you go. And that's a very odd process of creation for a lot of people. A lot of times people want to know exactly what the finished product is going to look like. And a lot of times people get hesitant to move forward with a project, be it be it a creative endeavor or otherwise, without knowing exactly where they're actually going to go. Right? Like nobody wants to build the plane while they're flying through the air. They want to know, okay, like this is where I'm going and this is how I'm going to get there. And, and unfortunately, I don't think the world works that way. I don't think you always know exactly what something's going to look like. I think you have principles that you come at with like, okay, I want to make sure it has this and I want to make sure it has this. But you don't know what the finished project is going to look like. And that's why I think Legos, especially for young people, are really important. And not just Lego sets, but random Lego bins. So my wife and I have got our boys these big bins filled with like hundreds and hundreds of Lego sets that other people bought and then just got dismantled. They threw them all into the bin, hoping at some point they would reassemble them. And of course, they never do. So we either purchased these bins or got them for free from people. And our boys love them. Always, always. Our boys want us to come and play Legos with them all the time. And so when I go into one of my boys' rooms, as happened last weekend, I go in and I sit down and he's showing me a Lego and showing me this little thing. And and on this particular weekend, I reach down and grab grab a couple Lego pieces and start putting them together. And then I grab some more and put them together, grab some more, put them together. And my son asked me, like, what are you building? And I'm like, I don't know. I was just, whatever. And I built something. And it's not, it's not the coolest Lego thing ever, but I built something and he likes it. He goes on and plays with it. And when I'm done, I go out, out of the, uh, out of his room and, and go into my living room. We have a couch there and sit down on the couch. And my wife brings me a cup of coffee, which is awesome because I love her and I love coffee and that's great. So I'm sitting there and I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee and it's the weekend. So I'm figuring, gosh, I really, I should get a workout in. So I go into the backyard and I don't, I don't really know what workout I have planned. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm marginally able to conceptualize working out. I'm, I'm watching my three-year-old and I'm watching my eight-year-old and they're yelling at me and riding bikes around and almost running into me and, and all kinds of stuff. But I start kind of amassing some stuff. I got, I have a weight vest and that's all well and fine. And, and we have these big log rounds and I kind of, I kind of get the log rounds together. And again, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do with these log rounds. And my wife kind of gets bothered 
she's like, you know, I had those, I had those where they were in the yard because, you know, I like, I like to sit on them. And that, that is the point. We have the rounds as kind of additional, just random seating. I said, I don't know, I'll take them back. She said, well, what are you going to do with them? I said, I don't know. She said, well, why did you get them then? I said, I don't know. And, and then I start doing stuff with the log rounds. As I stand by them long enough, I start thinking like, oh, I could do, you know, like squats, squat down, touch the log round, stand back up with a weight vest on. It hurts doing those. And then, uh, I could do step up lunges. I could do, uh, I could do all kinds of weird push up things. I could do, I could do dips. So I end up getting this banana workout in with the logs. At one point I actually pick up the log and I start carrying it around the yard. And again, I'm wearing a 50 pound weight vest and the log is quite heavy. That's an incredible workout. I do all of these things. And, and I don't think much of it, but I talked to my wife later and she's like, how did you think of those different exercises? I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. Like the logs were just there. So I started, I started thinking of ways to use them. And I thought about that experience for the next week because here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a specific use for the logs when I went after them. I just wanted them there. I wanted them in the space where I was going to be working out in my backyard. Because it's, it's kind of like the Legos. Okay, now, look, when I, when I go into my son's room and sit down and he's showing me his Lego pieces, I did not go in saying, gosh, I really want to build Legos. Okay, the Legos are just there. And my hands naturally gravitate towards the Legos. And I just start assembling them. And when I left my son's room and went to the other parts of the house, I wasn't going into the other parts of the house thinking, gosh, I need to find that couch because I really want to sit down. I had already been sitting on the floor. It's not like my legs were tired or something, but I went into the living room, the couch was there, and I sat down on it. And and my wife brought me a coffee. I didn't ask her to. I wasn't planning on drinking coffee, but boom, I had this coffee and I start drinking it. And the more I thought about all of these things and the law grounds, the more I really came to believe that I was not actually dictating my actions to the, to the degree that I would like to think. And again, think about it. I didn't go into my son's room with the express intent of building Legos, but I ended up doing it. And when I went into the room that had the couch, I wasn't going in there to sit on the couch, but the couch was there. So I sat on the couch. I wasn't intending to drink coffee, but the coffee was there. So I drank it. All of these things are just me interacting with whatever was around me. And I started thinking, okay, if this room was blank, if I walked into this room and there was nothing here, I'd probably just stand here, look around, no big deal. But if I came into this room and there was a chair, just one chair, I'd probably sit down for no reason. It's not like 
It's not like I'd come into the room exhausted and really had, if, if there's a chair there, I'm going to use the chair. If there's a TV there with a chair, I'm probably going to turn on the TV. Not because I want to be watching TV, but ju- just because that thing is there. And I, I instinctively knew this with the logs. I knew that if I put the logs there, I would start interacting with them. I would start messing around with them. I would start doing dumb push-ups and squats and lunges and dips and all kinds of stuff. I knew that if I just, if I changed my environment in a specific way, I instinctively would start interacting with it differently. Because our environment, to a large degree, dictates our behavior. That's what the Lego is. If you walk into a room and there are a bunch of Legos on a table and nothing else, you'll probably just start putting the Legos together. You're going to interact with whatever's around you. And the more I thought about this, the more I got worried. I got worried because I started thinking, oh my gosh, what's around me that I need to get rid of? What actions do I fall into that I don't intend to do? What what behaviors do I think are part of me and part of my routine, but they're really just part of me coming to terms with the physical things in the world around me? And I don't, I don't really have an answer to that. And it, it, it really stopped me. Because you have to realize the world and environment that you create for yourself will distinctly change who you are and what behaviors you engage in. And, and if you're thinking about it, if you care about who you are, if you care about what you do in the world and how you do it, you better take that seriously. You better take a hard look at the things you do and the things around you you better take a look at the food in your pantry. You better take it the and take a look at the entertainment in your house. You better take a look at all of the things you'd like to do more of. Are you maximizing that space in the physical world? If you want to work out more, are you maximizing your workout space? Because you'll interact with it more if you do. If you just have one weight in the corner of your garage in a box somewhere, you're not going to interact with it. You're not going to do it. And even if you don't have great answers to these questions, at the very least, understand what's happening. Understand that if you allow things into your little world, you will unconsciously, you will instinctively interact with them. Take that seriously. Be careful with what you welcome into your little world. Because if you don't, you may become somebody you don't want to be. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.